0: This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street Maidstone. bluebutterfly.co.uk Kent Online News.
1: News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett.
0: Hello, thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. Hope you're okay. It's Tuesday, October the 26th, and hundreds of people have lined the streets of Maidstone to pay their respects to four men killed in a crash near Headcourt. Johnny Cash, his son John Boy, Miles Smiler Cash and Jacko Cosgrove died when the car they were in hit a tree earlier this month as they travelled to watch the fight between Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder on TV. Large pictures of the men were held up as their coffins were taken into St Francis Church for a service yesterday. A 15-year-old boy who survived the collision is still in a London hospital. Meantime, inquests into the four deaths have opened today. Reporter Alan Smith was there for the Kent Online podcast.
2: The coroner, Katrina Hepburn, heard that Johnny Cash, 44, had been at the wheel of the vehicle uh, when the accident happened. She heard that the vehicle had slipped onto the verge and then down a gully and crashed into a tree. But at the moment, there was no obvious cause. Johnny Cash died in the accident, as did his son, John Boy, and also Miles Cash and Jacko Cosgrove. A fifth member of the family, a 15 year old was injured and is still in hospital. There were no further details given today. The full inquest will take place on March the 1st at the Archbishop's Palace.
0: Kent Online News. Some news from court now and a Medway man who tried to stab and kill a love rival has been jailed for 16 and a half years. Clayton Perfect attacked two men during an argument in Who last October and was caught when police traced the knife that he'd left sticking out of a wall. The 22-year-old from Charter Street in Gillingham admitted attempted murder and GBH with intent. A teenager has been charged following a stabbing in Canterbury. A woman in her 20s was taken to a London hospital after being attacked in Victoria Road. In the city at the weekend. A 16 year old from the Whitstable area has appeared in court charged with several offences, including causing GBH with intent. He's due at Crown Court next month. A man who slashed a person with a knife during an unprovoked attack in Chatham has been jailed for eight years. It happened in the town centre when Tony Mazzoni was already waiting to go to court after being charged with assaulting emergency workers. The 40 year old, who doesn't have a permanent address, will have to serve five years on licence when he's released. A man who ran over his brother-in-law when they fell out after a night drinking in Maidstone has been locked up for 18 months and given a driving ban. Stephen White left his victim with life-changing injuries after hitting him with a Land Rover on the A229 Lose Road in November 2018. The 40-year-old from mangravite Avenue was cleared of attempted murder but convicted of causing serious injury by driving dangerously. Now, millions of people are set to get a pay rise next year. Ahead of his budget tomorrow, the The Chancellor has announced the minimum wage will go up from £8.91 to £9.50. A freeze on public sector pay is also being scrapped, paving the way for nurses, police and teachers to get an increase. But many say the changes don't go far enough and low-income families will still struggle because of rising living costs. Neil Tarlik from Gillingham Street Angels was on the lowdown on our Facebook Live last night along with Giovanna Lucinda Goldhide, who's on Universal Credit. They've been speaking to Ollie.
1: Neil, you do some vital work in in supporting people who are struggling to make ends meet and sometimes helping those who are sleeping on the streets. We're talking about getting food to people who can't afford to stock their fridges. What was the reaction between yourself and your colleagues when you found out the universal credit uplift was going to end?
3: I mean, I'm, I'm quite lucky to have a very good team of people. And we're just concentrated on knowing that we would need to get more food. We need to get, I mean, that last month, 8,000 people we fed. And that's just going to increase. And it's getting tougher and tougher for charities out there. And these people support the locals to just to get what they need It's costing us about 12 to 15,000 pound a month to run of a charity that is, all we do is just give stuff away for free. It's a dreadful business model as such. It's just, um, all we do is just help people. And it's not just, it's not just food, that's the problem. Poverty is not just food, it's poverty across the pet poverty, furniture, sanitary ware, clothes. It, it's terrible, the situation's getting terrible for us.
1: It's, and those and some of those things, you know, do you feel like some of those examples are things that people may not think about if they haven't actually been in the situation themselves before where they can't, for example, pay for food for their pet or, or they're experiencing period poverty or some of those other things you mentioned?
3: It is, it's quite kind of heartbreaking when you talk to some of these people. We had a conversation with someone last winter who takes his curtains down to wrap himself up in a winter to keep himself warm. Now, this is all stuff we take for, you know for granted you know, a tin opener. We've got to give someone a tin but he needs a tin opener. You give someone a chicken, he needs a you know a baking tray. These are all things we just take for granted. A lot of people just haven't got these things. They can't afford these things. It's terrible. We're not a third world country.
1: There's a really stark example there as well that I think I think everyone on this call probably found quite quite shocking to hear. Um, And is there is there a genuine fear as well that things are going to get worse as we head into the winter? Obviously, this is crunch time, isn't it? It's the time of the year where food banks are usually looking after more people. We're talking about fuel poverty as well, you know, cold houses needing to pay more money for 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 electricity and gas.
3: I think it's going to be a struggle all round for us. I think there's a lot of charities. I think Medway has been very strong with this voluntary sector. There's a lot of charities helping the locals. So I'm very pleased to be part of the voluntary sector in Medway. And we do our part. There's obviously the Trussell Trust, the food banks. There's domestic violence charities because that's increasing. Mental health charities because that's increasing. Pet, pet, The pet problem is a huge thing where people just can't afford to keep their pets. So they're giving pets away. It's just a never-ending circle. I think it's just going to go round and round crime goes up because of poverty so people have to steal to be able to eat it's just you know we're getting ourselves into such a state i can't see you know a good way out of it for anybody really
1: and talking about this this 20 pound uplift which ended as kind of we got to the end of the furlough period as well giovanna you, you yourself you're on on universal credit i mean how did that affect you getting that 20 pound less it's kind of taken out
4: yeah i mean i've been quite lucky because my husband just recently managed to get a job so we're lucky on that front but yeah just before lockdown started um we obviously weren't getting that 20 pound extra anyway so it was very difficult at that time there was points where i couldn't even pay my rent so i had to like skim a bit off the rent to be able to pay all my other bills and yeah it is quite difficult even now we're struggling because yes he is working but um he's not getting paid that much more than what he was getting anyway on universal credit so we're And they've put up our council tax now so we're paying like literally all his money is going towards bills and debts and everything in between so. yeah it's not it feels like a long cycle where you think you're getting better because you've got a job now, but actually it's not making that much difference because you are getting quite similar amount that you was while you was on Universal Credit.
0: If you missed the episode, you can still see it in full by heading to our Facebook. And another Kent Food Bank has reported a disturbing increase in demand since the £20 Universal Credit uplift was scrapped. It was removed in October after being put in place to help families during the pandemic. Or well, Canterbury Food Bank has seen more than twice as many people needing help compared to the same time last year. They've told us they gave out 1809 meals between October the 1st and the 20th last year in the same period this year they gave out 3663 the Kent Online Podcast with Blue Butterfly, Earl Street Maidstone. A Maidstone mum whose baby died at just three days old is considering taking legal action. Elena Sala claims midwives at Tunbridge Wells Hospital in Pembry rudely dismissed her concerns before Rosanna was born by emergency caesarean last November. A report by the Healthcare Safety Investigation Branch has made eight recommendations to the trust who say they'll comment further following an inquest. In Chile, Britain is dismissing... But it's calling endless injunctions against the environmental group and says it'll continue disrupting traffic. A court order's been issued banning them from blocking all motorways and major A roads across England. After weeks of protest, the group remains defiant, though, and is threatening to target the M25 again tomorrow. A Kent MP is considering taking a decision to close a secondary school to a judicial review. Now, we told you at the end of last month about plans to shut High World Academy in Cranbrook to year 10 pupils in December and other pupils next August. The trust running it says it's due to poor performance and falling pupil numbers, but Helen Grant is fighting to keep it open. She has called the decision irrational. Elsewhere, a secondary school in Tunbridge has applied to build a new six-form building. The Judd School currently has 480 pupils in the top two years, but wants to increase that to 560. They want a dedicated facility for years 12 and 13. A new teaching block with four classrooms and two exam rooms is also on the table. The owner of a Maidstone restaurant says his business could suffer again after another large sinkhole closed the road outside. The void, which opened up on Friday, means the A26 Tunbridge Road in embalming can't be used. It's not the first time it's happened, and the last time cost Kieran Hack two hundred thousand pounds in revenue. He owns the Taj Barming and says a number of customers have cancelled bookings already. He's been chatting to Cat from our colleagues at KMTV.
5: Basically, you know, the, the road opened up. A big hole, uh, and before we know it, everything was shut in front of the restaurant. It was all barricaded, and uh, although uh, we were open, but there was hardly a, a soul on site. And it it gone on for six months, and um, yeah, I mean, it's it's just uh, very depressing to see um, that. And now the same thing happened again. The impact may not be as devastated as the first time round because the first time round it was only uh, 10 yards from my front door, whereas this is uh, probably what about 300 yards uh, from my front door now. But um, I mean, the the connectivity is better. I mean, uh, so but we shall see um, what the outcomes over the next uh, week or two, and uh, however long it takes to. Um, Fix this problem. I mean, I'm not optimistic. Although I think I've heard they said uh, six days. I'm not optimistic. I mean, that six day will turn into six months if anything. Last time to go by.
6: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that was going to be one of my questions.
0: Last time they told you it was just going to be a couple of weeks. Yeah. Turned into a really long period of time. It did. Are you worried that the same is going to? Happen? They have said a week, so ideally it should be open by Friday.
3: Yeah. You know, do you have
5: faith in that? No. I mean, if it was going to be a week, there would be some activities going on there now and there is nothing going on that I saw. So um, I don't see a week being, uh, you know, so I don't really know where uh, you get the week from. but. Um, Yeah, I don't don't think it will be. I mean, it should be done within uh, a week or two. I mean, it's not a major issue. I mean, we see it, uh, you know, the the major, major sinkholes opens up uh, elsewhere in the world. And it's get dealt with pretty much straight away. So I don't know um, how long this one's going to take.
0: Absolutely, and um, can you explain? Um, there's quite a lot of people commenting um, on the Kent Online story, saying that it's not actually that far of a detour, and you know, should people be cancelling? But can you talk about it? It just ruins the experience of coming out if you've got to add on, especially if you don't know where you're
6: going.
5: Yeah, I mean, it does. I mean, uh, it, I mean, I mean that part of town. You know, there are a lot of uh, one ways and so on. And uh, the detour can be very confusing. I mean, last time when there was a detour, I mean, there was also some guessworks going on. So there was double diversions and um, it was just like a, uh, a maze coming through. So it had a major impact. So whereas this time round, you know, it's a single diversion. So hopefully it's not going to be too much of an issue. But I mean, I had some cancellation uh, uh, on Friday, Saturday and Sunday so far. And um, you know, it, it just shows uh, that it's having an impact.
0: Well, South East Water is working to fix a burst water main and to repair the sinkhole.
1: Kent Online reports.
0: Months after rumours about a development started, plans have now been submitted for 900 homes in Tunbridge. Developers want to build on 118 hectares of land at Broadwater Farm between East and West Westmoreland. The application also includes a medical centre plus a primary and secondary school. Elsewhere, the people behind a huge development on the beachfront in Ramsgate say properties are selling well ahead of schedule. It's going to take three years to complete the Royal Sands project on the old Pleasure Armour site, and it'll eventually include more than 100 luxury apartments, a 60-bed hotel and leisure facilities. Blueberry Homes say they plan to start phase three of the work a year ahead of schedule. Canterbury has been named as the third best city in the UK to raise a baby. A study has been carried out based on things like childcare costs and overall safety. Bath and Wakefield were first and second on the list. And Canterbury's Mimi Webb has been telling us how her music teachers at Kent College gave her the confidence to get into the industry. After taking TikTok by storm, the 21-year-old has now had chart hits, including Good Without and 24.5. She's also released her debut album, Seven Shades of Heartbreak, and is going on tour later this week.
6: So I'm from um, like Sean Gravesend, Rochester, around that area. Um, But I I moved very young, very young in Canterbury. So I don't actually remember anything until I actually moved to Canterbury. (laughs) So I grew up there and it played a really massive part in, in my life. And I saw recently
0: you went back to Rochester and visited one of your old schools. So what was that yeah. kind of like talking to students and visiting now as you are?
6: Oh, you know, it was so much fun. Like I'd be, I I was there at a very young age, um, you know, because I obviously moved to Canterbury after um, for school. Um, and yeah, you know, it was so much fun to be there. My mum actually works, used to work there um, a few weeks ago. Well, she worked there for a good few years, but she's just, she's just free now free soul bless her um but yeah she was working there and I just thought you know she wanted to do it as like a farewell um for the like you know for the school and you know I just thought I wanted to do it it's crazy to go back there my all my cousins went to that school as well their whole life so you know it was just so nice to be able to be there for them as well um And yeah, it was just so much fun. And yeah, just being able to speak to like young, you know, young people who are like looking, you know, to find their passion. And it was so much fun to give them advice, you know, on the people that wanted to get into the music music biz. Um, And yeah, just so much fun. I loved it.
0: (laughs) And I know in a few videos and in other interviews, you've sort of mentioned your piano teacher was quite a big inspiration to you. So was that, were they, where were they based?
6: So that was at my school, Kent College in Canterbury. um, And that's because obviously I moved there at a young age um, to study. And yeah, so I started piano lessons and uh, my piano teacher was like, oh, try, um, can you play something and sing maybe? And I was like, well, I can do someone like you by Adele and I sing at the same time. And then they was like, okay, yeah, go for it. Um, Yeah, so then, and then he was like, okay do it and I was like okay and then I start singing and he was like oh my gosh like what is this like he just kind of went like he was just all excited I was like what, what have I done I was thinking I played like the wrong chord like I was freaking out um, and then also my guitar, like the guitar teacher was at school. um He'd like I'd done a bunch of stuff with him, like band night and everything. And he then got involved, and we were they were all just like, you need to like, Mimi, you need to do this like properly. Like you need to really go for it. Like this is something you could do. And I think that was the moment that it was just like wow. And like they even called my mum from school as soon as I'd played it on piano. it was like, she need like hello, like Sue, she needs to do this like all of this stuff and like I it was just like it was one of those moments where I think that definitely was a turning table for me and where I realized like if they're reacting like that then I've, I've definitely got to do it and it was always something I wanted to do but I think it just feels so impossible you know when you're like at that stage um so yeah so that just gave me the confidence boost that I really needed and it just kind of went off from there.
0: Do you see yourself sort of coming back to Kent doing tours sort of doing things in the area
6: yeah, I would definitely love to do a little show in Kent, 100%. I think Canterbury, I think it's where I'd absolutely love to just to do it, just because it's like right down the road from my school that I like pretty much like, you know, was there for so long. Um, and, you know, I just think it's just where all my friends are, you know, where they all go back to after university. So I'd just love to do something there.
1: Kent Online Sports.
0: Football First and Gillingham are in EFL trophy action tonight. They welcome West Ham's under-21s to Priestfield following a disappointing two-all draw to Bolton in the league at the weekend. Steve Evans spoke to us after that game.
3: I've never heard no, no in that. I've got no interest in Papa John's. I've got no interest in Papa John's. I may have a pizza of I've got no interest. Um, we'll make changes. Um, we need to make changes. I know there's, um, there's different opinions as to what our size and numbers are. We've got two academy kids here on our bench today.
0: So he's clearly not too interested in the match tonight, but if you are, kick-off is at seven. We'll have details of the result in bulletins on our sister radio station, KMFM, tomorrow morning from six and later on in the podcast. And in tennis, Kent's Emma Raducanu says she's not affected by public attention on her career. The 18-year-old from Bromley was thrust into the spotlight after winning this year's US Open and becoming Britain's number one. Former champion Naomi Osaka has avoided the media research to help her mental health, but Emma insists it doesn't bother her. I feel really positive and I actually enjoy the whole process and experience like Because I'm very new to it, Um, I just think everything and all the opportunities that I get, I'm just excited to go to and uh, I don't feel like it affects me or my tennis, to be honest. She's currently playing in the first round of the Transylvania Open. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Plus, you can now get access to the ad-free Kent Online premium site. You can do that by subscribing at kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe.
1: News. You can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.
0: This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street, Maidstone, bluebutterfly.co.uk.